Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we are stranded in this awful, hot, barren wasteland where it is so hot one cannot sleep sometimes. And we have decided to read Superman comics when it's not too hot to read Superman comics. It's a good way to escape the humdrum hot life that we leave lead sorry <laughs> unless it's too hot then there's just no escape at all and it's just yeah. an endless cycle of despair but well, I, think, I think it must be lucky connor it's not that it's not that hot where i am i mean i'm a little further quite, south yeah it's it's quite cool now but uh the past few days have just been a nightmare and it's just going to be getting right. worse right oh it's uh I don't know, maybe... maybe. I'm not gaining powers from the sun. They are killing me. <laughs> the sun is killing me slowly. Um, well, my, my Kryptonian cells are charged. I can't wait to get into this episode. Yes. Um, so, this episode... We... Yeah. Sorry, a mental blank there. This episode, we are covering, <laughs> by listener request, The Adventures of Superman. He requested a specific episode, and I thought, hey, let's throw the pilot on there as well. Yeah. So, you know. Um, two two very different episodes. Uh, and, very uh, different episodes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, each having its own, I guess, uh, qualities that we, we can definitely discuss. Yeah, so th- this, this show came out in 1951. It wasn't. It was the second live-action Superman. It wasn't actually the first. The first live-action Superman was Kirk Allen. He did a like thirteen-part serial, and then he did Superman vs. the Atom Man. Unfortunately, I really want to watch the serial, but I've never been able to find it. So, if anyone knows where it is, you know, maybe maybe send us a link so I can watch it because I do want to watch the first live-action Superman. Uh, and and, look, and I'll, I'll you know being from the house of Zod as well, I will tag along as well. If you can yeah. send it over to Connor L, I will most likely then watch it as well. Because I, I would especially like to, uh, especially because I know it also covers his origin, and I'm just I've I've always been really curious as to how similar it is to this TV show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe we can do a... I mean, down the track, when we eventually do obtain the footage, uh, maybe we can do a direct comparison. Yeah. So, uh, I guess... And the pilot for this show is technically, I guess, Superman and the Mole Men, because that was the first thing to come out with uh, George Reeves. Right. Right. Obviously, like, chronologically, though, it's not pilot if that makes sense so you don't you don't actually you're not missing anything if you don't watch superman and the mole men first in fact mm. i mean it's a you can, it's a show you, obviously you can just jump in at any time and watch mm. any episode but you don't want yeah, to miss I've... out on mole men come on you've got to watch them uh yeah. essential viewing you gotta watched... you gotta yeah yeah I, i've seen that and i've seen the first season of this show i really like the first season of this show uh a lot of it's very uh, there's one episode which is straight up like noir. Right. It's very gritty. Superman punches the hell out of people. It's uh, you see people die on screen. Right. 
Um, are, are there own... are there any other anthropomorphic villains? Are there giraffe men or are there worm men? Maybe there was a dude with a monkey. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah it it and. If you read the Wikipedia article, it comments that the first season was they really lightened the tone after the first season because they felt maybe it was a bit too hardcore. I don't think it's that hardcore, but maybe it was for the time. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I really dig this show. And the show changes a lot when it goes to colour, especially from the episode I've seen, but... Apparently it comes a lot lighter, and even the second season supposedly a lot, means... lot, a lot lighter, Connor. <laughs> I mean, it it goes bloody solar flare lighter, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> so I've only I... seen one episode, which is what we're going to cover tonight. But chalk and cheese, really. Yeah, well, I guess that episode is comedic by even the standards of that season, from what I've been told. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's the best example of how that show. Gener- how it generally is, but hey, this they had a I Love Lucy crossover, so... Wow, really? Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> probably gets pretty silly. <laughs> but yeah, and I guess the second season went more towards sci-fi. I don't know, I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. But... How many seasons did it go for, Connor L? Uh, five, I believe. No, okay. wait. Sixth. That's a pretty good run. Six seasons. That's yeah. pretty, yeah, decent. Um, obviously, the shows are unended, unfortunately, when the main actor died. Yeah, but yeah, you can't uh, really make yeah. any can't really make any more episodes. Yeah, well, you they, can, they, but you know, yeah, they tried to um, do like Superboy and stuff, but none of it really yeah. took off. So, oh yeah, hey, also Lois. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Connor L. I was going to yeah. go on a bit of a tangent, but maybe you should. Um, just go on with the next point first. I was just saying Lois Lane is also different in the first season, but she's recast second season onwards. Yeah, we, we had a little chat about that as well. Um, yeah. uh, the I, second Lois Lane is actually the one who was Kirk Allen's Lois Lane. Oh, right, okay. So she was well, sort of the yeah. first one. Okay. Oh, okay, well, but, regardless of being the first or second one, uh, you know, we've spoken about i much prefer the the one in the black and white um, yeah yeah i do too but i've I, I haven't seen much of noel neal's lois lane at all so okay okay i, I she, just get yeah i just she sorry. was in that episode for not much at all okay really yeah she yeah. like barely popped up so i guess i'll withhold my judgment for now but uh yeah so why don't we get on with the pilot On the distant green planet of Krypton, Jor-El reports to the Science Council in the Temple of Wisdom. After a series of freak tidal waves and other disasters, Jor-El has been assigned to investigate what was causing these. He reports that Krypton is being slowly drawn into the sun due to its gravitational pull and its close proximity. It is now so close that Krypton is doomed. The planet, Jor-El reports, will burst like a bubble in what could be hours or months. He proposes a plan to build a fleet of ships for the Kryptonian race and go to Earth, a planet with a similar atmosphere. He is called a madman and his warning is dismissed. Crestfallen, he arrives home to his wife Lara and son Cal. He decides to just send the three of them to Earth and he is getting ready to launch a test rocket. 
Krypton's final moments come. As the rocket only has room for one, Jor-El insists on sending Lara, but Lara says they should send Cal instead. Lara decides to stay with Jor-El till the end. They bid farewell to Cal and launch him in the test rocket. As the rocket flies away, Krypton explodes. On April 10th, 1926, on a dirt road in Kansas, a kindly couple of farmers called Eben and Sarah Kent are driving when they see a rocket fall into the bushes on the side of the road. Eben rushes over and grabs baby Kal-El just as the rocket explodes. They note that neither the baby or the blankets he came in were harmed by the fire at all. The Kents, knowing that the government wouldn't believe them if they told them what really happened, named him Clark and adopted him. Over the years, they notice Clark developing strange powers, and at the age of 12, an agitated Clark comes to Sarah and tells her that he found a lost ball at school that day by seeing straight through a rock. He then asks why he's stronger and faster than all the other kids. It's at that point that Sarah decides to tell Clark how they found him. On the 25th anniversary of the day they found Clark, a surprise party is planned. Before Clark returns home, however, Eben suffers a heart attack and is declared dead by a doctor later that day. As Clark comforts a bereaved Sarah, Sarah says he was a good man, and Clark says he was a good father. Sometime later, Clark and Sarah are at the Smallville bus stop. Clark has been sent off to make use of his powers for the common good. She gives him his costume, saying she made it from the indestructible blankets he was found in. They say their goodbyes, and Clark boards the bus to Metropolis. Upon arriving, Clark blends in by donning glass glasses and acting mild-mannered and timid. He goes for a job interview for a journalist position at the Daily Planet, but is stuck waiting hours inside, only to be refused to even be seen by Perry White. Clark then decides to hop on the ledge and go through Perry's window, where he interrupts a conversation between Lois Lane and Perry. As Perry asks how Clark got in there, he simply says he climbed through the window. As Perry is trying to grasp this and get an actual credible explanation, Jimmy Olsen bursts in the office saying that there is a man hanging off a blimp which can't make a landing due to high winds. Lois and Jimmy rush off to cover the story and Clark asks Perry if the man was rescued and he got the story, would he be hired? Perry, not quite listening, says yes and Clark rushes off to the storeroom and for the first time changes into Superman and flies off. At the blimp, the man hanging onto the rope falls off but is caught by Superman. Clark gets the exclusive story from the man and back at the Daily Planet office, the man, Lois and Jimmy are all attending, are all attesting to seeing a super guy fly off after rescuing him. Clark gets the job and the headline reads, Superman rescues airport mechanic, catches doomed man mid-air as he falls from blimp rope by Clark Kent. Lois, however, has a few questions for Clark. How did he leave after Lois and Jimmy but get to the scene first? How did he manage to find the man before every ace reporter in the city? Clark merely replies, maybe I'm a Superman. So, there we go. The pilot. Yeah. The pilot and um, Connorell, I must say, very harrowing to recount the tale of Krypton. You and I being a few of the last sons of Krypton, it just brought back a lot of memories and, yeah, I was a little saddened. I was but... actually sleeping when it happened. So. <laughs> but, you know, we're here and uh, we're alive and we're well. So, yes. uh, yeah, can't wait to get into this this review. Um, yeah, first off the bat, Connor, again, sorry, a little nerdy of me, a little geeky of me as oh, here well. Here we go. Here we go. The blankets. The yep. blankets fashioned, fashioned oh, for God. a Superman. Indestructible. 
Yes. How did she? How did she tailor them into what they're meant to be? If they're indestructible, I mean, surely scissors, surely I mean, the needle and thread. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, you don't think about it too much. <laughs> the, then I remember, I'm pretty sure they actually in Birthright they get Clark to use his heat vision mm. to do it. But yeah, obviously Mark and like even with like a thresher, she wouldn't be able to. No, no. But hey, no. maybe <sighs> she's just that good at sewing. Exactly, it's know. all in it's all in the angle of how you cut things, right? Yeah, the scissors. And it, yeah. it also doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, it might matter to some, but yeah. Maybe, anyway, little little points. Yeah, maybe in a version that focuses heavy on realism. Like if yes. they if they pull that stunt man, still you'd be like, hang on. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm. this is, you know, this is more about the story. True. Um, I, it. true. I like how Krypton's described as a green planet. Yeah, I just kept on looking at our um, our logo where, when they said that. Yeah. It's very, very green. It, was, it is. Uh, and, well, you and I know it is. It is green. It's a luscious planet. Um, but yeah, it, it's well described. It's good. Um, yeah. Uh, this was solid. I thought George Reeves was... Uh, um, quite so actually he was quite solid in it but i have to give kudos to uh i did enjoy the scene with the um the juvenile clark kent the 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 teenager one questioning you know yeah Yeah, that was good i I enjoyed that scene i thought that was i thought that was played really well yeah i think i think the whole episode was uh quite strong like it was pretty consistent in quality um there was no bad performances or anything oh uh, hang on even yeah, yeah even i was about to say yeah even <laughs> came off as kind of stupid like especially at the yeah. start um, even i would that's my favorite in in this this show just because <laughs> of his hammy acting uh, yeah um, yeah i mean so, it, was, it wasn't yeah. too bad when he died <laughs> oh <laughs> uh yeah they were very memorable there, even. I, I loved it. Yeah, everyone yeah. else felt like a real person. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe maybe that was... I don't know if that was, a, like... If there were people actually liked that back then. That yeah. was just like, God, it, zooks, but... it, could, it could have been larger than life. Like, even the character. So the actor, whoever he is, he might have just done him absolute justice. Uh, or the actor could, could have been from the... Uh, you know the Acme School of Acting, yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, which I tend to think the latter. But um, Why not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so I really like part on Krypton. Mm-hmm. I think it was good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, this is this. It's really like if you if you know Superman's origin, mm-hmm. there's nothing really new here. Yeah. But, I mean, for obvious reasons, there's nothing new here, because mm-hmm. this is, this is, well, see, this is why, this is why I would like to have seen the Kirk Allen serials, because I don't know how different they are. Yeah. I think, I think they're roughly the same. Right. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I think this is, you know, if we, if we line up the three, if, uh, so the two most famous Superman movies, okay, so we have the mm-hmm. Richard Donner movie and the Zack mm-hmm. Snyder movie. I think this origin okay. is better than both of those. Yeah, okay, right. Because in this, 
an interesting part of this is Clark never finds out his Kryptonian heritage. He only finds out that he came in a rocket. Mm-hmm. That's probably an alien. Whereas in the Richard Donner one, just, this always bugs me a lot, is when Clark is 18, 20 or whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes, he finds the Fortress of Solitude. And then he has Jor-El brainwash him for like 12 years. And then he goes out and becomes Superman because Jor-El kind of tells him to. Yeah, you know? right. And right. it's this. Right. And in Man of Steel, mm-hmm. which I think is less bad because he's wandering the world helping people for ages. Mm-hmm. But again, Jor-El tells him, put on the costume yeah. and become yeah. Superman. Whereas in this, you know, I guess his mum sort of does it, but it it just feels, feels less... Um, less sort of destiny, brainwashy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's well, not, yeah. it's not like alien values, it's right. human values. Yeah. Would you be more persuaded of the Richard Donner one if, if Jor-El was that big green bagel, as you said? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that'd that be would... like a weird horror movie. Like, <laughs> oh look, yeah, but you know, um, <laughs> silliness aside, I can see your point. Um, definitely, the thing is really hard though, comparing them. I mean, like, and actually, you've done a really good job in focusing on, you know, how to differentiate them because. When I was watching this, um, and look, don't get me wrong, I do appreciate a lot of the older older episodes, a, a lot of the older movies as well. Uh, as you said before, we know of the origin, um, and, and so that was nothing new for me. I can imagine back in the day when this aired, and, and this, was, this would have been quite an innovative and, and a new kind of TV show, um, yeah. kind of out there, kind of pushing the boundaries. Uh, today's... You know, for t- today's standards, it's it's very much not only because obviously advances in technology, um, differences in, in in acting techniques and stuff like that. I'm just talking overall, not just just even. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, there's so many things to take into consideration. Um, so I do like how you've actually focused on yeah how they treat the the origin, and I think that's a good way to compare because. Immediately, I mean, straight off the bat, I mean, I was saying, I, I told you just before the show, I much preferred the second episode. This one, I actually lost a little bit of, um, I lost my attention a little. I found myself distracted. Okay. Uh, only because it was you know, an origin story of sorts. Um, it was a familiar origin story. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not the total. I'm not the the best fan of, of this era. I mean, I do appreciate some of the the movies and shows, but it's really not my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's how I kind of I saw it. Um, but I'd probably agree then. I mean, as a newbie about the origins being treated uh, differently, and from what you say of the Richard Donner and the Man of Steel treatments of um, of father and son. Uh, I think it, um, yeah, there is a big point this of difference. One's, this one's a lot more human than the other two. I feel like it just, you know, there's just, yeah. there's, yeah, there's none of that weird alien ghost dad going, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. I think the acting's fine, especially yeah. George Reeves' acting. I think is very good. I think, um, yeah, I think he's very, I think he's good. I think he's great. He's got, he's got a charisma to him immediately. 
you can he's tell. He's very charming. Yes. But he's, act- he's, yeah. he's charming in that sort of tough sort of way, if that makes sense. Like, And he's, he's kind of he, like... Yeah, exactly. And he reminds me, to an extent... The only parallels I can make is with David Duchovny of The X-Files. <laughs> in wow. which, In which... Uh, hear me out, though. In which his acting is very down-to-earth and very, you know, understated. All the presses. David Duchovny acts? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. But, like... I mean that's that's what he was known for when X Files came out. It was he no, he didn't overplay it. There were a lot of shows at the time where I don't know the acting was a bit too exaggerated. I don't know how better to describe yeah. it. But he he gave a level of um, of realism to it because he you know he had this monotonous monotone kind of voice. Not to say that George Reeves yeah. does, but I see the same kind of thing with George Reeves. He kind of makes it believable. Like he's in a he's in a fantastic scenario a sci-fi scenario but he brings a level of realism to it and yeah I think that's yeah he grounds it I, that's it i really know. liked his yeah. uh look and acting when uh even died um <laughs> yeah sorry well i, I just i just yeah like the way they did the costume and he actually looks yeah. pretty young yeah yeah there as well like i guess we'll go on to on the third episode but he looks a lot older in the second episode we cover yeah. I'm not sure but, if that's just me, though, but... Yeah. There wasn't that much difference in um, in time, though. It was like two years. Yeah, that's... It wasn't much at all. Yeah. He just hit... Yeah. But uh, as a huge X-Files fan, I'm just going to go on a tiny tangent. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I love is when Mulder is just listing, like, this insane case in this really monotone voice. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I, I won't I won't list it here because it's like pretty gruesome. Oh, which uh, which se- which episode are you talking about? Oh, uh, this is uh, this would be season one or two. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a it's like a weird uh, astral projection in a geriatric ward. Ah, uh, yes. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. And yep. it's assaulting people, possibly sexually, in their sleep. And mm-hmm. Mulder just goes, oh, "I have an entire folder on cases like this." <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like she just said the weirdest thing that I've probably heard on this show yet, and you're just like, yeah. oh, I have a whole folder on this. <laughs> yeah, well, Mulder was a very interesting. It's a little tan. He was very interesting. Like Chris Carter, he, he was into pornography openly on the show as well. Oh, really? Like, you didn't you didn't see that? There, there are a couple of episodes where he's openly just watching porn. On oh, Mulder. Yeah, Mulder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Mulder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's meant to be he like does. a like a you know like a bit of an outsider. Mulder's a great character. But, uh, yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a character. Doesn't mind yeah, the old, definitely... uh, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a bash here and there. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you must be frustrated working with Scully all day, but not. <laughs> I know, moving... yeah, so moving on, yep. Yeah, um, so yeah, I, I, I guess one of the things George Reeves is pretty notable for is... He plays. He doesn't differentiate Superman and Clark as much as most other people do. Yes, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't yeah. really exaggerate Clark's timidness. Clark is very assertive and sure of himself in this. Yeah, he's, uh, and he's very yeah. cool-headed. Yeah, which um, it really goes against. We did the action comics, um, you know, that the famous issue. Uh, action uh, comics one. Oh yeah, that was it. I was trying to remember yeah. the number. I didn't want to say something stupid, but yeah, it was Action Comics one. Um, 
And immediately we see Clark Kent being a bit of a um, a bumbler, a bit of a... Yeah, no, this, this was different for the time as well, because Clark yeah. wasn't like this in the comics. Yeah, okay, because I was about to say, during the time or around then, was there any time that Clark was actually very similar to Superman? But Clark braved up a couple of times, but then yeah. when he's like, oh, I don't want to make Lois suspicious, or like give her a banana or something, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then Lois will despise him for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and the, the, the sort of cool-headed Clark is pretty popular along with people and uh, the John Byrne Man of Steel heavily drew from George Reeves' yeah. performance as Superman and Clark Kent. Uh, the Clark Kent in the John Byrne Man of Steel even has the slick back hair mm-hmm. that George Reeves' Clark does. And, you know, obviously that Clark Kent is also a very sort of cool customer. Yeah. Uh, very level-headed. He's not, you know... Yeah. It would have been interesting to see... You know, there's a bit of a wish list. Uh, if George Reeves, how he would have approached, if he had to do something similar to what Christopher Reeves do, um, does in the Richard Donner films and really change that persona, I wonder if George Reeves would have been able to pull it off. Because um, he, he's got, as you say, he's got that very tough kind of man's man's you know, yeah. look about him. I wonder if he was, would be able to carry it off, but um, yeah. not sure. Yeah. But he's really good at punching people in the head. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I. I look at my notes here for what else. I, I love mm-hmm. the Perry White's introduction, mm-hmm. where he's just got all the phones. Yes, as you he's do. Really, really yeah. aggravated, like constantly. Um, yeah. You can tell uh, Stan the man Lee. Rest in peace, yes. by the way, Stan. Yes, rest in peace. Uh, yeah. You can tell Jay Jonah Jameson. Yep, I was about lot, to say. Yeah, got a lot from Perry White. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I guess Perry White's has the temper of Jonah, but Perry White's actually like a good, nice person. Whereas yeah, that, Jameson I, is not really. <laughs> no, he, he didn't. He doesn't show much compassion, and I do get a sense of that from Perry White in the books that I have read um, of yeah. Superman. But yeah, he was a he was a bit of a jerk in this though. Like he Clark's waiting there for three hours, and then mm. Perry's like, "Oh, it's like six. I don't want to see him." Yeah. yeah, well, he's got to be the tough boss, you know. Um, but that was that was that was just like, oh, I'm just gonna let make him wait outside for three hours. Oh, it's time to go home. I'm not yeah. gonna see him at all. It's just like, man. I tell you, man, mind games, mind games. The corporate world. It's cut well, throat. Clark showed him. He freaking climbed out on the ledge and just walked <laughs> over. Like how? Yeah. He's like, how'd you get in here? He's like, oh, I just went through the window. Well, on exactly. the ledge. Like, he just tells I mean, him. Just you got to fight. <laughs> like, hey, can I have this job? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it. it. It's, that... I guess it's the right approach to serving this. Uh, it, that is actually Superman 1, which is sort of the extended action comics one. Mm-hmm. It's The way he gets the job is sort of the same, except in Superman 1, he's in his Superman costume, and he's just hiding on the ledge outside and eavesdropping. Right. And then he gets wind of the the mob lynching going on, like the, they got the wrong person, which leads into him breaking into the governor's mansion. Ah, uh, right. Yes. Comics one. Yeah, and that's how he yes. gets the job. So it's pretty similar in this. Um, uh, okay, he, I didn't, I didn't draw the parallels. Yep. Instead of roughhousing people, you save someone from a, a blimp. Yes. You know, uh, we have Lois Lane, who is yeah. great. Yeah, she, she, um, you know, she. I really like Phyllis Coates as Lois Lane. Yeah, she has a strong character about her as well, which you want in Lois Lane. Uh, comparing her to the other one, 
uh, you mentioned yeah. um, in the second one. I don't know. She just seemed a bit too straight-laced to I guess down the line. A, with the other one, I guess, we just we got like no screen time with her. I don't even think it was two minutes. She was I know, sort of... but, you know, first impressions, though, still, Connorell. Yeah. You know? I, I yeah. Had to, had to kind of glean what I could get. and From what I've read, yeah. uh, that... From what I've read, Noel Neal's Lois is more sort of sweet and a okay. bit romantic, whereas this Lois is, you know, more hard as nail and yeah. kind of a bee sometimes. Yeah, right. Um, which I like, think I think a good balance between the two is always the way to go. Oh, true. Um, I, I mean, this, yeah. with Lois, I don't think the scale should ever tip too heavily one way or the other. But... No, you don't want to end up hating Lois because she's just so which hard. Is, yeah. yeah, and that's my problem with the... Richard Donner, Margaret Kidder, Lois is she's just too much of like a bitch to Clark. Oh, okay. <laughs> like she just oh, treats really? him like she just. I mean, we'll cover the Richard Donner Superman, but she just treats him like absolute crap. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, it's just, it, you just wonder how how is Clark attracted to this person? <laughs> I don't see how, the attraction. How does um how does Terry Hatch's Lois treat Dean Cain's Clark? Um. It's a, it's a lot more playful. She that, she's okay. pretty like uh, I remember at first she's pretty like aggro with him because it's uh-huh. like oh you know I have to carry this cub reporter around and yeah, yeah, you know, on my yeah. turf but like you know it, it's a bit more playful and later flirty I think obviously mm-hmm. because it was like a romantic show as well. Okay, yeah, I've I've not um, seen one episode. Really? I do, yeah, I do remember when well, it aired and all that and when it was on and. Uh, no, I had no inclination to, to watch I mean, it. The, I don't know. It just seemed... The title it, yeah. tells you what you need to know. It's, it's the focus on Lois and Clark. It's not the focus on Superman. Yeah, I know. Superman's exactly. in it, obviously. Well, that's, that's but... probably what turned me off it. It's like, well, I'm not really into that. Dean, <laughs> Dean Cain's yeah. a really good Superman. And Clark, yeah, so... it's just... That's the only case where Clark and Superman just look way too similar. <laughs> where I'm just like, come on, you can't yeah, see yeah. that. <laughs> so there were there were action scenes. Uh, right? I mean, know, I, people got interspersed or. Pardon, can you repeat that? Uh, there were some action scenes, though. There would have have to have been right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would, yeah. You yeah would no, there was okay. traditional Superman stuff. It's uh-huh. just. Did it have broken. like the big characters like Lex and and? Yeah, yeah, Lex is in it. Um, uh, oh yeah, they have Lex. I think Batman shows up in one. What? Um, really? Wow. I'm pretty sure he does, but it's like really crummy. Uh, uh. I'll have to double check because <laughs> I haven't seen all of it. I've only seen a few episodes, but right. Yeah, right. No, Dean Cain's very charismatic. Okay. As Superman. Um, a little shout out. I know Dave, a co-host from the Signal of Doom. He is a big fan, and he got a an autograph and a photo, I think, with Dean Cain when he came out. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, if you're listening, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Oh, so, he was actually in Brisbane uh, the other weekend, but uh, I didn't oh. have enough money to go see him. So. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, he didn't charge too much for autographs and stuff. About oh, the same as yeah, Lex yeah. from Smallville, who I was very lucky to meet. He was awesome. Oh, Nice. But yeah. Anyway, back back to this. So... I, I would have loved to have met Eben actually. But anyway, let's go <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. I guess the so Krypton's great. Mm-hmm. It's very traditional. I mean, okay, you've seen the Richard Donner movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Surely you can see how much that gets from this pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
Because I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for even, sure. Even Pa Kent being the only one dying. Yep. Because in the comics at this point, it was always both of them dead. In fact, it was both of them dead until... Not you really. Know, John Byrne. Yeah, they were, they were both dead until John Byrne. They would be in the oh. Superboy comics because they're in the past, obviously. Wow. They both died before he was Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but John right. Byrne's the guy who made right. it so that they're alive. Okay. Because, I, I mean, the, the movies, like Man of Steel, is just totally different, right? Because he goes yeah, back Man and... Yeah, Man of Steel, Richard Donner, and yeah. uh, this George Reese show, like, they, they all had Park Kent dying, but Mark yeah. Kent, you know, being alive, so... Yep. Martha Kent, isn't it? Yes, although in this it's Sarah. Mm. Yeah, they've so got then, different names, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. didn't really decide on the Kent's names until, like, a few years later. I kind of like Eben. Eben's a good name. They're very old-fashioned names. <laughs> Especially yep. Eben. Eben. God, Zooks. <laughs> uh, and the, the, there's one scene that really bugged me in this. Mm-hmm. It was when Lois and Jimmy are racing to get the scoop, and Jimmy's like, if I go faster, I'll be over the speed limit. And Lois is like, you're right. You should go the speed limit. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> oh, look, yeah. I, get, I get you're saying that so kids aren't encouraged to... That's right, yeah. yeah. But like, there's no way Lois wouldn't be like, I don't care if you drive into a dam, we're getting to that story. Oh, she would absolutely. throw safety out of the window. In fact, that's why she gets in trouble so much, is because she yeah. does things like that. And Yeah, you know, I can't... She's... I think one of the... Isn't it Man of Steel, the John Byrne one, where she, she flings herself from a helicopter oh, or something? And God. Just, just to get saved by Superman? No, she... She drives her car into the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she brings an aqualung with her. But Superman points out, it's like, you know, yeah. I can't, like, hear that far. <laughs> so you <laughs> might have, like, drowned if I was not. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah. She, well, uh, you know, maybe it's the road rules. <laughs> she, she does love the road rules. you got to stick to the limit. Maybe she had yeah. enough demerit to point. She had not enough demerit points. She didn't want to lose any more. Or Jimmy, wow. who knows? Yeah, she wasn't even driving. No, she, exactly. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Jimmy was straggling. I like Jimmy. Jimmy was fine. Mm. This, yeah, no freckles. Yeah, that, uh, no. Not that I remember. Um, yeah, I think that was. I didn't have too many notes on this because mm. even as you said, it's it's just it's his origin story. Yeah, um, and I've got to agree, like, the, these this day and age, like, people are saying, oh, I'm getting a bit tired of origin stories, it's getting a bit fatigued from it, and uh, and I can see why now. I used to not. I used to love origin stories. I think they were great. But I guess with Superman, you see, yeah, you see it a lot. Same like with Batman and, you know, his, was it oh, Thomas man. and Martha? Yeah. And all that, all of that sort of stuff. Spider-Man, it's all the same. It's like, okay. Yeah, um, you, you don't need... Uh, most people know these are well as i've said my sister still doesn't know who uncle ben is so maybe they do <laughs> need to put out a spider-man movie with an origin story yeah true um but you know superman and batman pretty much everyone knows yeah yeah is. i mean i i didn't i i was a bit bored watching this but that was more because i'd seen this before uh, okay 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 well that's time more to take notes i think yeah. it holds up as a pilot because I, okay. as I said, I think it's it's the most basic pilot. Yep. It's the most basic origin that I've seen on screen, and it's also yep. probably by that merit, it's the best one. Uh-huh. It doesn't try and complicate things too much. Yeah, you know, it doesn't 
insert some weird Jesus thing or, <laughs> you know, it, it's just the basics. Yeah. You know, yeah. Dying Planet, <clears throat> found by Kent's mm-hmm. Superman. Yeah. Know, like, uh, like that, that all-star intro, which just has those three lines. Yeah. Um, no, and, sure. I, and, you know, George Reeves is good. And I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Golden Age. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Well, that that would play a big part, I think, in in your thoughts on on the this sort of TV show. I'd yeah. imagine. Yeah. Uh, and all the performances were good. So, mm. well, um, <laughs> besides maybe someone. Yeah. You know, yeah. I liked Jorel. I liked Krypton. So. Yeah. I I think this is pretty strong. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it holds up. It's not it, as you said. It's not anything new. It's just. Yeah. It's the basic origin, but. I guess it just doesn't add any twists or anything to it, and that no, works for me. It's a, so yeah, it's very decent. I think it's a decent pilot as pilots go. Um, again, I'll probably reiterate. I can imagine when it came out during its time, it probably had a lot more impact than it has today. Like for me, anyway. Like I'm not a, a golden age um, fan. Not not that I hate it. It's just that I I don't gravitate towards it. Yeah. Um, it's uh it, it was fine it did it did what it needed to do as a pilot as pilots go uh truth be told as well connor i think a lot of pilots just i'm thinking of all the shows that i've used to watch a lot of pilots are pretty you know just run of the mill oh, nothing yeah, pil- real yeah pilots don't really they pilots don't really are generally stand the weakest or yeah yeah there, there is episodes of the adventure of superman i like better than this mm. episode um, mostly because it's just like crazy mayhem, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it it does the job what it needs to do. Um, it establishes, yeah, yeah, it establishes George... all the characters exactly, and and that's it. I mean, it, it's kind of shackled by that, isn't it? I mean, if you're gonna do a pilot and it's an origin, you can only really just See, lay guess, all the players out. Yeah. I, just, I guess I feel the opposite because I feel like the basic simplicity of this pilot is what makes it hold mm. up today yeah but you know, when you say hold up though i mean what are you what are you comparing it to because like I'm, if i I'm comparing it yeah. to like the the movies and the other live action origins like smallville Superman okay. movie man of steel like i think it holds up compared to those in terms of the spirit of superman okay and the betrayal of all the story and the lore and stuff yeah um, not 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 technically Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that that's a whole kettle, of, different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, like as time goes on, filmmaking becomes better and fancier, and this then this mm. is just a low budget, like it was a low budget TV show. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like a movie with millions of dollars of funding. Yeah, for sure. So there's obviously going to be that quality difference, but yeah, as I said, in terms of heart, story, characters. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it does, again, it does the things. I didn't pick up on the intricacies of, uh, of the differences in the, in the origins and stuff, but it's good to know, so that, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you once, once, you, once you hear, hey, Jarrell brainwashes Clark in Superman the movie, you won't yeah. be able to get out of your head. Next well, time you watch it, yeah. you're like, hey. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah, that's it. I'm kind of eager now. He just spends 12 years in this icicle and, like... <laughs> yeah, I'm eager now to just have a look and, and even have a look at Man of Steel and see how that's treated. Um, yeah. But yeah, certainly, I, I, you know, I enjoyed it, but, you know, it's not something that I would, you know, that I would actively go and, and search yeah. to, to watch. Um, so, what rating? What would we give this? Like, How many exploding planets out of 10? Ah, classic, okay. right? Okay, classic. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, I w- well, how about, do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, taking into consideration the context of the time yeah. and my thoughts on how it treats the source material and the character, I'm going to give this an 8 exploding okay. out of 10. So a pretty high rating. Okay, excellent. Um, I'm also would, yep. comparing it to other episodes I've seen of the Avengers of Superman. So, yeah. yeah, sure. So, so you've got this wealth of um, resource and knowledge in your head about the other things. I can only draw upon a few things, uh, as well as my limited knowledge of Superman, and as well as, uh, you know, my preferences of, uh, of shows in different eras in history. Yeah. So uh, I'd give it um, a respectable six and a half, maybe exploding six and a half exploding yep. planets. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't boring. I did find myself slightly distracted here and there. Uh, yeah. That might say more about me than the show. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it had George Reeves. It, it was a good, actually it was a good, um, what would you call it, springboard for George Reeves, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he did well in that. Yeah, I think uh, I think obviously he's probably the standout there, mm. along with uh, Lois Lane as well. I thought yes. was really good. Yeah, um, which is the two characters you want to be the standouts. Yeah. So, oh yeah, um, they're your two leads. Uh, in fact, I think yeah. George Reeves uh, demanded that she get paid as much as him. Oh, so very nice. very good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. yeah, cool. Um, yeah. Oh, I, actually, one last thought. Yep. Something I found funny on Krypton. Mm-hmm. Jor-El's like, Lara, you go on the rocket. And she's like, no, our son should go. And Jarrell's like, okay. <laughs> he just has this like, yeah. kind of like, yep, all right. Yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah, 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 makes sense. Um, okay, you're saying here. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's not like that emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, is that is that, is that that Kryptonian? Are they emotionless or less emotional than... No, or are they very similar to humans? I, I the don't know. Weird, the weird emotionless robot thing again came with John Burns, Man of Steel. Oh, uh, okay. Um, before okay. that, they were pretty much just people... Uh-huh. but like there were like a lot of super smart people so yeah pretty much us kind yeah i don't know it was varied but okay uh jor-el was always like a good guy yes yeah he was always a good chap uh so yep that was episode one now let's get on let's skip ahead yeah by two seasons yeah into the color era Time jump. The Adventures of Superman. <laughs> and this yeah. is season three, episode 11. Now, the first episode was called Superman on Earth. This episode is called Flight to the North. Mm-hmm. And I will read out the summary. A tall, muscular, simple-minded countryman walks into the crumby motel with his mule, Lily Bell. He announces himself to the clerk as Sylvester J. Superman from Skunk Hollow. The clerk asks him to bend a steel bar to prove it, and he does so with his bare hands. The clerk, mistaking him for the real Superman in disguise, gives him a room, even allowing his mule to accompany him. Meanwhile, leftover Louis Lyman has been released from prison after a five-year sentence thanks to the articles of Clark Kent about the bank job he pulled. After he confronts Clark at his office, he fails to intimidate him, and he goes to his room in the Crumby Hotel, where he meets with his partner in crime, Buckets. They discuss the 50 grand they have hidden away, but end up getting into an argument over who can make a better lemon meringue pie, Louis's old friend Margie or Bucket's old aunt. They end up wagering the money stashed away on it and Louis leaves to find Margie. Meanwhile, Sylvester J. Superman mistakes an ad written by Margie in the Daily Planet help section asking for Superman to mean him. Clark Kent also read this ad, reads this ad and they both go to Margie's. 
While this is happening, Luri is trying to get a lemon meringue pie from Margie, but Margie has baked only one and it's for her fiancé, who also made her promise not to bake pies for anyone else. As Louis is about to steal it, Sylvester J. Superman arrives with his mule, Willie Bell, and deters Louis, who does not want any crimes he commits witnessed. Margie is confused as she was expecting the real Superman, but sure enough, Sylvester moves a large piano with ease, and she is convinced he is the man for the job. The job being her lemon meringue pie needs to be flown in an air, flown to an Air Force base in the Arctic, swiftly to be swiftly delivered to her fiance Steve. Clark arrives to see this and is curious as to how Sylvester will proceed. As they both exit, Louis tries to buy the pie from Sylvester but is flatly declined, and then Sylvester leaves for the airbase. Meanwhile, at the base, Steve is talking to himself in the mirror when Sylvester strides in with his mule, Billy Bell. He delivers the pie and Steve is shocked to find that it is indeed Margie's famous lemon meringue pie. As they eat it, Louis comes in brandishing a gun and steals the pie. Steve chases after him with a gun, but doesn't shoot. When Sylvester asks why he didn't shoot, Steve just said he's not worth it. Meanwhile, the real Superman has found out from Bucket that Louis rented a plane. Flying over the airbase in the Arctic, he discovers, after Superman meets the other Superman, upon arrival that Louis' plane has gone down and he is requesting assistance. Superman flies over and rescues him and delivers the pie back to Steve. Louis, now back at the crummy hotel, Thanks to Superman, is trying to warm himself when Bucket enters and reveals that his aunt threw him out and neither of them got pies, therefore making the bed void. After their experiences, they vow to go straight and tell this to a visiting Clark Kent and Sylvester J. Superman. Sylvester decides to go back to Skunk Hollow where he can be plain old Superman as the big city just isn't for him. Clark shakes his hand and wishes him and Lily Bell the best of luck. What a weird episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was, this totally took me by surprise. The tone just changes in leaps and bounds between these two episodes. Oh, absolute, absolutely, absolutely. And you have out of this world, like no pun intended, characters. Yeah. Sylvester, what the hell? And you have Steve, who is, he's, he's heading down a rabbit hole. He, he's He's losing it in that yeah, even, base. He's even about Steve to... was like a crazy person. Like he's just staring in the mirror, wondering yes. if he's going insane. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just watching yeah. this. I'm just like, what is this? Exactly. Oh, these um, <laughs> larger, than, larger than life. Ca- yeah, exactly. I was thinking, what drugs were they taking? Because <laughs> you would never get this sort of show. I don't know. You'd never get this sort of show these this day today. <laughs> it was, uh, it was so really bizarre. really weird. And another thing, you know, just a bit of a. Um, a download of information from my thoughts as well. I just kept on thinking. I really loved. Uh, was it Lily Bell, the the mule? Yeah, the mule. You don't see that often live animals in a studio set. And no. I loved it how like all the spaces, like all the rooms, were big enough for Lily Bell to actually come in. And her turning circle was good. The, you know, all these considerations uh, they had to make to actually get a live animal in and out. Um, but make it kind of look natural. Uh, yeah, it was just it was just funny. But this this crazy. This is crazy. Pies. Um, okay, Connor Connorell, please explain to me, please, Sylvester. Where I don't the know. what the hell is he? Is he? Yeah, uh, no one knows. Like he's he just <laughs> came out of nowhere. Know, okay, write us a letter. He's um, yeah, I have no idea. I know he's like he was like a guest star because he's 
Yeah. Chuck Connors, who's yeah. the main character in a Western called The Rifleman. Yep. And in that show, he plays a very straight uh, character. Right. Completely different to this character. He's uh, a... He's a big fella as well. He's yeah, he's head, head above shoulders. Um, George Reeves and and a lot of other people. Because when I was watching the Rifleman, I didn't get the impression he was huge. Okay, yeah. But then I saw this, and I'm just like, holy crap! He's <laughs> he is a, gigantic. A tall timber, and uh, he plays it really well. It's just it's a really yeah. quirky character because he's so mysterious and he's so um, I don't know uh, innocent in a way. But I'm just I just kept on thinking what. How did he get his powers? Like he's yeah, obviously very strong, or is he just meant to be a, a big human being? I don't know. There's, there's no explanation. The, yeah. Well, he can't because he goes to the North Pole. Yeah, but he—I thought that as well. But he catches a flight, though. He says so. Oh, he, he went. Yeah, he went there as quick as he could, and you know. I guess you know, we got there pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. He said he he went over and then he rode Lily Bell from the airport or whatever oh, to okay. to that airbase. That makes it less weird because I just thought he yeah. like it was ambiguous how he got there. Ah, oh, okay. Like, thought he like flew his mule or something. Um, yeah, but I mean, still, a Lily Bell's a Lily, Lily Bell's a mutant as well. I mean, just braving the cold. I mean, those two two socks yeah. on the ears won't stop the cold. Um, but yeah, this I don't know, Connor. Your your thoughts because uh, this this absolutely floored me. This this in a good way. I really enjoyed this. There's uh, there's a lot of moments I liked. Um, yeah. I, well, I do like the absolute absurdity of the plot. Yeah. Like these two crim- hardball criminals just make this bet for fifty grand over who can bet, <laughs> make like a better lemon meringue pie. Yeah. And that's like the whole crux of this episode is the pie, and it's yeah. just absolutely insane. It's and crazy. Then, that's yeah. insane enough, and then you have this Sylvester J. Superman coming in, yeah. and it's just crazy. Uh, there were some lines I really loved. Uh, when Clark runs into Leftover Louie at the hotel, yeah. Oh, the, the guys, Clark's like, where are you staying? And he goes, the Crumley Hotel, and he just, Clark just says, that figures. <laughs> Does he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was the, very odd. The mirror scene. Like just with Steve, oh yeah, he, he, I was this a, weird dark descent into insanity. Like, yes, in the middle of this episode, he's kinda, like yeah, getting it, cabin fever. It just um, turn, it just turns just for that that next couple of minutes of him just talking, you know, and you're just going, oh shit, this guy's not all there. Um, but yeah, I found that just so so weird. And you have then so like weird. Steve, I love, yeah. I love how Steve is actually tempted to shoot Louis. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like it's a pie, man. Like you just grab, like he grabbed well, the gun and went after him, and I was like, "Holy crap! Is he gonna like shoot at him?" Yeah, <laughs> I know, because I can understand why Louis would be, because there's a lot of money at stake, and back in the day, yeah, it, yeah, twenty five thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, a lot at stake. But yeah, it doesn't make sense with Steve. But Steve is a bit of a nutter, so that's true. Yeah, but but it, the pie, uh, the pie looks delicious. I must say, I I was salivating. I, was, I got pretty hungry. Yeah, I did as well. Especially um, when um, is is it Margie was was boxing it up at the in that scene and it was put in the box. It just looked really nice. I, I don't know. And and she had the nice portrait of Steve there who looked normal. Um, as she kind of boxed up the pie before Louis come in uh, i'm sort of just talking about pies with the person who requested this episode afterwards we were just talking about <laughs> different types of pies i got so oh what's your uh, what's your favorite pecan pie is oh 
can't you can't I'll get just, past just, it. Just give me the steak, bacon, and cheese pie, mate. Oh, that'll do. Um, yeah, the classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, very nice. So many good pies, though. A lot of good pies. The spaghetti bolognese pie is one of the more exotic ones I've had. What? I've never heard. Nice. I never had that one. It was years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I love how like Clark is kind of tr- like. He's kind of light-hearted about all this. He's treating it as a bit of a laugh, but Superman is, like, super serious about this situation. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was pretty funny, like... That's... Yeah, it's true, you're right. I mean, just thinking about it, he was pretty serious, wasn't he? I mean... Clark wasn't serious about it. He no, was no, but Superman... along for yeah. the ride, but Superman was yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, I wonder... Yeah, why, why was that? Oh, was it because of defamation? I mean, he, he did come across... Sylvester, this other Superman, um, you know, banding around. But I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. There's no explanation why he was a bit more intense. Probably than Clark. just because that—that's how Superman's persona is. So. Is it? Is it? I mean, he's pretty friendly though, isn't he, Superman? Generally. Well, he's friendly to nice people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he had no real. No real adversaries here. Well, I mean, it, uh, he wasn't. Beating I, I did the like. Head in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, what was I'm that? I'm saying he wasn't beating the dude. He wasn't beating the dude's head in. No, no. I mean, was, this is you know, way below his way below his pay grade. Yeah, like um, way below. Yeah, this is damn the bloody pie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, a bit of money. Fair enough. It's a lot of money. I mean, that that's what it is. It's just. Just for a pie is, is just pretty funny. Um, I yeah. did, I did like you did get the sense, and I'm imagining they do it like at least once uh, an episode. You see the special effects come into play with Superman bursting through the ice wall. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, uh, you know, and George Reeves looked mightily impressed that he he burst through it. It was very good actually. I he, thought that was he burst through like a wall every episode. <laughs> oh, does he? But that was quite impressive. Like he. Like the wall, I don't know. For me, that was wall. one of the really iconic things about the show. Was like, all like he yeah. always bursts through a wall. But the the ice wall, it was all it, it crumbled well, and 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 he remained. You know, he had not any dust on him, and yeah, I don't know. It just had to, it worked really well. I yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. This is just a uh, the, the the crime guys, the the um the guys making the bet. Um. Oh yeah, leftover Louie and buckets. Leftover Louie and buckets. They've got to be in the running for an Oscar, along with Eben. I must say wow. they, they really, I don't know. I reckon that's not. Hams it up. Yeah, and I reckon they aren't the accents. They're real accents. Uh, they they put the broad New York accents on. Just I can. For I that. Can, these are like these are cartoony. This is a kid's yes. show. These are cartoony crooks. So I think it's a bit different from Eben. Um, okay. Yeah, these guys. These guys are supposed to be like exaggerated and funny, you know. Sure. Like they're not supposed to be, you know, <laughs> serious. But uh, <laughs> even even fell into that little honey trap of. of being, yeah, even being, even's debatable. The great even debate. The great um, even. Write emails on your thoughts yeah, of exactly. even in the. Does he return? I wonder if he. Oh, actually, not. Does he return? I doubt it. I wonder how his career went. Whoever he was, um, where was he at the, the 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 filming of this episode that we we're reviewing now? You know, he may have gone to bigger and but he may have been it might have been Charlton Heston. We don't know. I don't know. No, well it isn't because it doesn't look like him. 
<laughs> Charlton Heston turning into freaking uh, <laughs> Moses. Oh, Lon Chaney, yeah, just changing his face. To look oh, like yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, the acting. Um, but again, George Reeves' charisma, a lot of, lot of, lot of charm. He's very, very good. Uh, he's got a really nice bass voice as well. Kind of, it kind of commands attention. I think. Did he look kind of old to you? No, not not really. Oh, really? Because I, I got the impression that this, this guy is like not a young man. Like he he looks past his thirties, oh. which I know wasn't the case. Well, he just looks kind of old to me. I might be, I might be, you know, ruffling feathers. But back in the day, there, a lot of people looked a lot older than they really were. Mm. To to me, I mean, like looking at the old films, like you, you see them, and yeah, you you think they're like fifty, and they're like twenty five. It's it's yeah. Old. Charles Bronson just looked like a piece of leather in Once Upon a Time in the West. Like, just a piece of crinkled leather that I don't think he was actually that old during it. No, exactly. Yeah. It's all that Hollywood sun, and there's no, not enough sunscreen. And they, they, yeah. didn't know, they didn't know about it back in the day. And they just sun themselves. They just smoked the tobacco. Yeah, the, the, and these writers, the, the wacky tobacco, because <laughs> the, yeah. the stories... Yeah. Anyway, I, re- I really did enjoy this, because... It was just something I was totally not expecting. Oh yeah, it, it is, this is not boring. This was like absolutely just, not. No, this is absolute. This is one of the craziest Superman-related things I've seen. And look, I've read a lot of crazy Superman stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is like. It's because yeah. it, it just leaves a lot of things up in the air, and like you're watching it, and in your head you're just thinking, "What the hell is going on?" That that you know that's that's what I was thinking about Sylvester. I'm talking about Sylvester. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just so, thinking. I, I thought Chuck Connors as Sylvester was great as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he he did even better than even. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> he out evened even. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was a yeah, it was I, a very I'd, fun episode. I'd like to actually see him, as you're saying, playing the straight, um, very. You know the the cowboy, uh, whatever. Yeah, it? he's just uh, yeah in the rifleman. He's rifleman, very, yeah. Uh, he's a very straight cowboy. Yeah. With his uh, son, like he's just a very. Uh, like he's just he's just like the straight up you know good guy. Yeah. In that western like. So so um, this this episode as well, Connorell. What sorry, what episode in the season was it? Is it the. the Third season, episode eleven, I believe. Oh, okay, so we're well into the season. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering yeah. just like how how this got past the um the producers. I mean, they must have just thought, yeah, give it a go. I guess given the context, we don't know what other kinds of episodes. Yeah, true. Because we know that I know the show got pretty ridiculous, but I'm not oh, sure okay. if it was like always this ridiculous or if this is like one of the more ridiculous ones. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, we, yeah. You know, as I said, they had a oh, Lucy crossover, so it had to get pretty campy, right? That's got to be cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe this... I mean, because you're right, it's not... When you're trying to think of a Superman story, this is a pretty weird place to go. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Superman aspect of it was very downplayed. Like, the Superman aspect of it is more the fact that there's a Superman imposter and that's his sort of hook. Yeah, but into that's, it is this. Yeah, that's about it, really. Uh, uh, and Otherwise, even, yeah. yeah. But even that's not, like, because Sylvester, it's not like he's dressing up as Superman or or parading around going, look, I'm super. He actually fell into it as well. 
Like, yeah, he, he just he just responded to an ad because he thought, oh, Superman's yeah. my name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not Mario. he's not trying to th- rob Superman's identity. He's just just pure ignorance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, it's very very strange. But um, yeah, it totally enjoyed it. Um, Definitely. Yeah, we spoke about Lois. Uh, yeah, she was in it for all of like thirty seconds. I think it struck yeah. me as more actress in episode to get her paycheck. Yeah. Uh, see, see, upon reflection again, she's she kind of reminds me more of like a like a school teacher that kind of vibe, like in in a in a like in a boring way. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. yeah. As I said, I'm withholding judgment because, like this, this, as you said, first impressions are everything. But this isn't yeah. the first impression we're meant to be getting. Yeah, true. Of her, true. So uh, I, I get the feeling I prefer the Phyllis Coates version. But yeah, you know, oh, Noel Neal is very popular. Yeah. W- w- was there another a super nice lady? Was there another um, version of Lois in the during the run or no, just, just, just the two? Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, she's a very nice lady. She was super popular, so you okay. Know, I'll, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt like I'll, you know when i watch more i'll be interested to see how her lois is uh, maybe in the second season where things are a bit more serious okay yeah yeah um, if, yeah if i see a bit more sass or a bit more um the, 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 yeah probably change my tune as well yeah um, yeah well yeah um so Rate, uh, obviously we'll give it a rating of women wearing pies. Oh, actually, sorry, Conor, before we go, uh, yeah. there was that, that one point I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, just in general, just about George Reeves. Like, so what's your take? What's your take on, you know, his, his ultimate demise? Like, there's a lot of speculation as to what uh, happened. Like, um... You being the super fan, um, I'm sure you've studied it. I mean, I look. I, obviously, I've looked into it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I really, what I don't like is how these things are sort of sensationalized. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a very sad thing that happened. Oh yeah, sure. Um, I, you know, and I can't imagine what that would have been like for some kids as well. It just would have been weird. Yeah. You know. Because all the all the headlines probably would have been saying, "Oh, Superman shoots himself." Yeah, you know, and he's oh, dead. it's yeah. it's r- rife for the newspapers, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. it'd be confusing how to kids like, why isn't my show going? You know, and that's, yeah, so the whole thing is very sad. I know there was this weird conspiracy. Um, yep. I I don't know, but from what I've looked into, I don't really have an opinion. Yeah, I don't I don't think it happened. I think he just shot himself, but like. So you don't you don't buy into the conspiracy that it was something else or? Um, I haven't looked into it enough to say for okay. sure, but I don't think so. It just it feels like something that's just sort of okay, really been exaggerated. Yeah. You know. Well, anything. To... Yeah, anything could have happened really, because from what I had um, read and heard about, you know, a lot of drink was involved. Um, so. You know, it's a dangerous concoction, alcohol and and firearms. Can't do Yeah, that. and we, we don't know. Yeah. You know, was, was he depressed? Yeah, you know, yeah. Was frustrated with the show, well. but is that really enough to... Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you just don't know what's going through their head. So, mm. you know, it, it's just sad. Like, it just sucks. But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I think the whole 
conspiracy thing that he was murdered. I yeah. think that's just a bit of a Hollywood thing. Ah, okay, right. Um, either way, I don't think it actually matters. You know, it happened so long ago, and his outcome's sort of the same. Yeah, know? for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, just just interesting because it, it it's just like there was a bit of a. a it was a big thing, wasn't it? And and it's, and it's definitely a black mark on this series as well. Mm. Well, this whole know, the whole it's a bit cur- of a yeah, a bit of a mark of infamy. Um, What's well, the whole curse of Superman, isn't it? With, um, yeah, the whole the whole curse thing. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, it's um, you don't believe in curses. Uh, well, I, as I said a few months ago, I swear I got cursed by an Aboriginal lady. Like I was oh, yeah. caught in the crossfire. <laughs> caught in the caught in the crossfire of cursing. She was like cursing some building, and I walked like in. It doesn't work. I'm like, oh does. man, am I cursed now too? It, does, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I don't think. Okay, cool. Uh, but but anyway, that that's yeah, like, pretty oh. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but the the yeah. The, yeah. I think I think Siegel Schuster did like curse him at one point. Like they just went, no, curse you. But oh right, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's just like bad thing. Bad things happen to people. And when you think yeah. about the Superman curse, mm-hmm. it's like the curse seems to range from death and limited casting choices. That just sounds <laughs> to me. That just sounds like life. Yeah. And typecasting, not like typecasting, is definitely a thing. Yeah. You know, it's not exclusive to Superman. Look at Mark Hamill with Luke Skywalker. He, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he said on the record, like, a lot of people just didn't ca- want to cast me because yeah. I was too well-known as Luke Skywalker. Oh, so. absolutely, yeah. Um, and that they have they have clauses now. They have contracts now with, with actors. Um, it's all part of it. Like, if you, if you appear as a character more than, you know, I don't know, three or four times, then... There's a clause in there saying that you know you'll potentially be typecast, and this will affect your your. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so a lot of actors do think about it. You know, I, I know Chris Evans. I think thought about that as well initially as Captain America. He didn't want to be, because he he was going to be signing a contract for like well, I don't know, ten films or something. So he didn't want to have that kind of on his shoulders. But yeah, it could work for you as as it's shown for. He's a he's a pretty good actor though. Like he did mm. have things before. Yes, he did, yeah. Captain America, he, like, sort of popped up everywhere. Yeah. Um, I guess he was a hothead a lot before. Right, was he? Um, okay. Yeah, well, in the movies I saw, like, obviously he was joining Storm in Fantastic Four. <laughs> so, that's why he's um, a hothead, is it? <laughs> well, I didn't really mean that pun, but, uh, yeah, and then in this weird space horror movie. Yes, uh, Sunshine. Like, Sunshine. Sunshine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah plays, like, that was an really... aw- He's a gr- great role in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he plays this really aggro uh, technician. In... A technician um, engineer, but he does it. He, it's good. I liked his oh, um, character. Oh, the acting in that movie is great. Go yeah. watch Sunshine, guys. Good movie. Um, yeah. Do you think? Uh, what do you think about the ending? Gillian though? Murphy as well. Yeah. Oh, the ending, like yeah. the third act. You mean? I think so, or maybe just before. Where the it third like act. completely sort of shifts. Yeah. 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 I uh, remember it bugged me the first time, but I watched it recently, yeah. and I think it's a bit overblown that it goes so downhill in the third act. Yeah. I don't think it goes that downhill. Oh, okay. okay. Um, the, the sort of weird, surreal, like, sense of dread, Yeah. I guess, was very prevalent in the first two acts, and it becomes more of a traditional, oh, I'm being chased. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, so, it was just so obvious, a shift, and it was just like, oh, well. Anyway. It's just, so, it is yeah. a disappointing shift, but. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, sorry guys, big horror fan. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good film, yeah. Uh, by the way, Sunshine yeah. Sunshine's a great movie. Yeah, uh, I definitely recommend it to yeah. anyone. Um, it's uh, I, I, be- I wouldn't I be- say it's that gross. It's creepy though. Yeah, I believe it's got Eben in it as well. So, <laughs> oh yeah, Eben plays yeah. um the the crazy guy. <laughs> uh, he does for Eben. <laughs> um. Yeah, so how did we get on to that? That was, uh, oh, the, um... Uh, Type casting. Type Superman casting. curse. Superman yeah, back curse. to the Superman curse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what, we have... We've had, like, what, two well, people who played Superman died. Well, that's about it. I was thinking nothing's happened to Dean Kane, and then I wanted to get your thoughts on that latest Superman. Dean Kane, Dean Kane's still doing stuff. He's still happy, unless he's being attacked on Twitter. Um, yeah. Which happens a lot, by the way. Uh, is that a curse? Oh, jeez, then I'm... Yeah. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um... But, yeah, and, you know, Henry Cavill... Uh, he's, he's fine. He... His career, like, seems fine. He, he seems fine. popular. He has a Netflix show coming up, which... Looks, is that, uh, is that the is that the Witcher? Is that the... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's just hope they change the makeup for that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you can make a joke about the CGI mustache. And yeah, that that was his curse. Superman reception being a curse, but no, his curse was that mustache. The, the yeah. BVS was nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. What what is your thought on um the Superman in Supergirl? That guy, he's gonna get a bit of a bigger role, isn't he, or something? Um, I'm not that big on him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of him as well. I... Not that. Just just purely from looking, uh, dare I say, just. He doesn't seem to fit the mould. He has this weird five o'clock shadow... Right. ...going on. Um, you know, uh, Dean Kane is... What, is he Latin descent? I think so. Spanish um, or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he has a bit of a different skin tone to mm-hmm. other Supermans, but he still sort of looks like Superman, if that makes sense. He has the right look. Yeah, okay. Um, which, yeah. which is really impressive because he... Pretty much does have a different skin color, and it's really impressive that he still had the look for Superman. If he you know what I mean, just because... looked like a just looked like a tan Superman, didn't he? Yeah, because Superman's a very definitive uh, black hair. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, this new guy Tyler Hoechlin, I don't know. And there's there's this photo where he's like flipping the bird heaps behind the scenes in Superman uh. costume, and I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> you're not that cool, man. No, he's loving it. He's loving it. He's loving his time um, in the sun. That's that's good. Uh, yeah, like no. Really flipping no. the bird, but uh, uh, and from what I've seen of him, it's he's just very um, Boy Scout Superman. Oh, I don't have a problem with Boy Scout Superman, right. Obviously, I don't. But it, it's it's his take on Superman just doesn't feel right. anything different or special, or even he doesn't do it well enough. Yeah, like it, it feels honestly. It feels like a response to criticism about Henry Cavill Superman because he did debut uh, during that turbulent time. Okay. And they were trying. It felt like they were trying way too hard to make him like Christopher Reeve. And I this guy, like, this new guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I was like, look, the problem with Christopher Reeve Superman is he casts such a big shadow, hmm. and it's like. It's. Just, I just don't think it's. It's just not fair on all these people who are. Yeah. You know, I. I don't think it is hard. Superman is the standard that Superman should be held to. Mm. 
I'm not saying that it wasn't a great performance. I'm just saying like that's when it comes to quintessential Superman down to his core. I don't see Christopher Reeve. I see Christopher Reeve as one of many Supermen. You know, yeah. like I, he, people always, you know, Superman well, uh, should be like the Christopher Reeve movies, and I just yeah, they're well, they're pretty if, specific. Yeah, but I mean. Christopher Reeve was only working with the script that he was given as well. I mean, as in how he approaches and, and takes on Superman, the role that yeah anybody's that that would be a bit more abstract, you know. And and so I'm not co- criticizing him or anything. I'm just no, I'm just saying it's like yeah, it, it, I don't know. I just I just don't like people. Yeah, I, I just don't think he should be treated as the definitive version of Superman because that version. Mm. I, that's what I mean. It's a version of Superman to me. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put this into much more coherent thoughts when we cover Superman the movie. Sure. Um, because. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which. Um, what are we doing for our next episode? That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. I guess. Um, I guess we, we might talk about that a bit after the show. Yeah. Sure. But uh, first, we really. Uh, uh, yeah, we really need to give yes. uh, some lemon meringue pies. Yes, I was episode. about to say that. So you go first this time. Exactly. I went first last time. Okay, I I really enjoyed this. Uh, again, it's it's something I'm a, a big fan of of being surprised and having something presented which is a little bit different to what you normally would expect. There's nothing wrong with standard shows, but these little special ones are. Um, are really in my wheelhouse, so I would have to give it. I would say a good. I'd say a good eight lemon rang pies. This was something, and look, and this is a big thing. Look, this is a big call because I don't usually watch, as I said, these sorts of shows. But I would not. Wa- I would not mind actually watching this episode again. You know, mm. um, just for the mere enjoyment factor of yeah. the, the sheer absurdity, as you say. So. Uh, yeah, I'd give it an eight. I really, I really didn't like like this. It was good. Yeah, I'll um, I'll give it a seven. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, it wasn't like groundbreaking for me, but uh, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, seven yeah. meringue pies. That's a pretty, a pretty good score. That's not, you know, that's above a solid, right? It's uh, a... yes, seven is good. Yeah, like yeah. I really got to stop saying that. But yes, <laughs> so I suppose uh, until next time, then uh, keep an eye on that pie in the oven. Exactly. You never know what sneaky person might be around and try to blow up your planet. <laughs> yes, and uh, make sure you wear socks on your ears when you go. Yay! Yes. Up, 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 up and, and away. away! Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter at LSK Podcast, our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.